Okay. Uh, for those of you who are here for part one, we're going to start off with some of the Shailas we're in the middle of when we ended, and then continue. As I warned you, my disclaimer last time, we're trying to fit a 70 shiurim into two, which will leave you with many more questions than we could address. But uh, everything is on the uh, show website and on the USBs that are floating around somewhere uh, under f- following the Chukas uh, Agayim or some catchy title like that, so you can help yourself. And as I mentioned, it's one of these sugiyas, when you hear sound bites, everything is the exact opposite of what you think the maskana is going to be. You have to really learn the sugiya very, very thoroughly, and a lot of it is counterintuitive because we're so used to being in Gullis in America that we wonder if we assume we picked it up and we wonder there must be a makara somewhere. Uh, had a a little bit of a laugh. I was uh, telling somebody this week about one of the things we're going to get to, the Tooth Fairy, which is classic uh, classic, uh, rooted in all sorts of horrific... Again, you don't have to research anything, because if it's not a Yiddish Aminig and it looks strange, it's already in the race of Chukoseim. But it's always a little interesting when you research, you don't have to go very far. It's Tali and Kishu for Nichush and superstitions. And if, if you didn't burn your tooth, the, the, the devil would get it. And all sorts of... It, not surprising. And besides the fact that it's rooted in Sheker, if you tell your kid that a tooth fairy delivered a quarter or inflation, a dollar or five dollars, you might as well tell them the tooth fairy came down the chimney and delivered it because it's all the same thing. So uh, lying is not mutter. This is not Nei Shalom. And the whole thing is straight chukas akum. So I mentioned to somebody, um, this person has certainly a very high mishabend, and he said, um, I don't know where I come from, it's called the tooth malach. I said, that doesn't uh, machsher anything, although nice try. Uh, here to show you how pervasive this stuff is is that here we took it and usually they're, they're better at the sugya it seeped in and it seeped in even to the but you can't call it a tooth fairy everyone knows a fairy comes from the goyim so it's a tooth malach as I said it's the same thing zavazach and uh, get rid of it and uh, I saw people trying to retrofit that, that we want to give the kids money because they went through trauma and you have to give them money to make them happy. I don't know, when they fall off the bicycle, Rahman they get bruised. We don't hand them $10 bills. So, uh, yes? Besides the Barashtekers, what is there? It comes straight from the Goyim, and they got this from all their spooky superstitions and avodazars and pagan rites and all, like the rest of these things that we're talking about. Again, the general rule of thumb, you don't have to research it. This just makes it even more interesting. If it's not confirmed that it's Arminig and it's strange, and this is just because we're used to it, this is as strange as it gets that somebody should be paid to a tooth, but they have a whole story behind this. If you don't do it, you're going to come back as a Gilgul. All sorts of strange things that the Goyim conjured up, literally and figuratively. What? You're not doing a Misa? You're going, putting a quarter under the kid's pillow, so he wakes up and he sees the quarter, and then you tell him all the story? That's not a Misa? That's a number of Misa. That's, that's a whole ritual. Call that a ritual. That's, that's, that's what a ritual is. And that's, that's classic So I hate to break the news to you. You all looked very sad if you did this last night for your kids. Don't take back the quarter. It's not like Heisha for Zagazela. Uh, just uh, by the next kid, don't do it again. And I assure you, the trauma is not that bad and the money need not be given and the kid will grow up very well adjusted. Uh, so um, I just was... Uh, 
I, I, I couldn't help myself but chuckle when I heard that it wasn't the tooth fairy, it was the tooth maloch, which uh, didn't really uh, help the situation too much. Okay, let's go back. Just a few things we were discussing in the last two minutes of the shear. Uh, I don't want to be mudsy laws on the pumpkin. I, I mentioned that the pumpkin is kosher. People grow up thinking a pumpkin is trade. It goes to the ground. It's kosher. We associate it with Halloween, which is also classic Hukoseam. Uh, also rooted in Kishof and Nichush and old uh, pagan customs and rites and stuff like that. And we don't do it. Uh, somebody asked me, well, if you have a tangible reason, can't you go trick-or-treating just with giving out free candy, why can't you go trick-or-treating? The answer is, you can go get free candy any other night of the year. Well, if they're not giving it out, that's your problem. You can't participate in their customs. Hagab uh, if um, they happen to be serving wafers in the church that had an OU in Pas Yisrael and Yashon, can you go join the uh, ceremony to get some free wafers? Of course not. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's better. But, <laughs> of course not. You can't participate in any of their strange customs. And the fact you might be getting free food or free money doesn't make it mutter. So the pumpkin in Halloween is carved out and they put a lamp inside and there's a whole history uh, behind this also rooted in uh, Kishuf of Arizara and a guy who was uh, condemned uh, as a soul to wander around the earth and needed a lantern, a jack-o'-lantern beyond ridiculous but that's where all these things come from it's just that if you were born in America and you didn't know about the Sugi Chukasam, you don't know history, you would think, sure, it's just about uh, M&M's, called Israel M&M's, and uh, Yashan uh, wafers, and all sorts of things, and why not? So that's the sugya of Chukasam. So they don't eat the pumpkins then. If somebody asked me, do they eat it then? That's a, they eat it uh, whenever they want. It was a harvest food, so they eat it more on Thanksgiving and sometimes in December. But Lamaisa, uh, you can have it any day of the year, just don't Dafka bikaveyet for the time they're eating it. Maize at time shiyeh. Even if the fact they ate it on Thanksgiving would probably be nothing but a harvest food that probably would be mutter. Ramesha had a problem with the turkey, but why they hop on a turkey if at the original meal they probably had deer and shellfish and uh, and quail and all sorts of that, a whole long list of things they probably had then. A turkey might have been one of them, and that was Ramesha's issue making a custom out of something that has no rhyme or reason why hop on a turkey. They make Keelan say that just advertising and they needed a mascot for the holiday and that's why they hopped on the turkey. But Ramesha is, after three chuvas, certainly uncomfortable with the idea. If you're going to do it, Ramesha says, just don't make it a, a chakvala yavra every single year. This pumpkin thing, that's a, it's pumpkin, what, any pumpkin? I know this sounds like a big cooler, but yeah, you can have any pumpkin and any time of year and pumpkin pie. And they don't eat the pumpkin Halloween. That's what I said. Somebody asked me. I said I I didn't really investigate Baruch Hashem that much. I only investigated what I had to do for the actual din. Uh, They're carving out pumpkins for the lanterns for that uh, part. That you can't do. Uh, They're not eating it. They're actually eating it more on Thanksgiving and then again in December. Uh, And that's probably an American tradition. And so eat it. Any other time, don't get into this, even though that particular thing wouldn't be us. It was a harvest food. So it was that time of year. It was current. It was an easy thing to make. Uh, I don't know too many Jews with all this, with all these coolers. I don't know too many Jews who eat pumpkin pie. I think we just had a knee-jerk reaction because they have it around their holidays. But uh, it's uh, certainly kosher if the... Um, uh, whenever you have pies for dessert on Shabbos, just, uh, I always try to digress to make sure people are up to uh, speed in Hilchas Brochus. Uh, why don't you make a mazanus on cake for dessert on Shabbos or on Tuesday? Do you make mazanus? 
So many years we don't because the, it's a suffix pasal of a kisnen. It's patah by the challah. Ramesha says if you have two or three sheetas and pasal of a kisnen, you really should make a mazayin. It's certainly three or three sheetas. A pie with a crust which is crunchy, flaky, and has sugar, and then it has a pie filling, you probably have all three sheetas of pasal of a kisnen, certainly two out of three. So if you're having pumpkin pie for dessert on Shabbos, which might not be good for Shaduchim, but I think is mutter. Uh, so then just uh, keep your eye on the bracha shalos. That's true about any pie. Uh, people don't usually have pie for dessert, but if they do, uh, you've got to keep that in mind. So some on a taina that we're always hungry, even if we just had a seven-course meal, and if you're eating it because it's still filling yourself up, then it wouldn't require a bracha. But that's a chiddush after five courses with chomp. So still they have that, but yeah, then Hilchas Brochas, that would, uh, that, that might be a tzad. Uh, the second thing I'll mention, and this is the uh, last item we covered, was that everybody knows that December 25th is a Gai Shachaga. You can't participate whatsoever. And what is not well known until last week, for those of you who are here, was that December, that the January 1st was a continuation of that holiday. And people asked me afterwards, was it around before the Christians? I said, yes, and that's worse because it was a pagan holiday beforehand. And it didn't have to be January 1st. It could have been floating around a few different uh, parts of the calendar. But the celebration is clearly Evelyn Masaf to Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is our Rosh Hashanah, and it's their Rosh Hashanah. They don't know it yet, okay? January 1st has no shaykhs, but it's not a secular holiday. And that's uh, clear historically. Now the fact that most people don't know that and they're celebrating as a secular holiday doesn't help if the Makar is rooted in pagan customs and Avodah and the like, and it is, clearly. What's uh, interesting and somewhat disturbing for the constitutional lawyers in the room um, I just bought one copy, but you can get this anywhere. Every time there's an official document, suddenly a government document, suddenly a proclamation from our president. So when they date it, this one is a proclamation about making uh, something about Memorial Day, Day for Permanent Peace. We're all for it. And this was last year's uh, Memorial Day, which Grada is mutter. That'll be on the list soon. Uh, in witness, I have... Here onto the, the English over here is from the 1600s also. Set my hand this 25th day of May in the year of our Lord, 2018. Uh, year of our Lord. You can't make any mistake. We're not talking about our Lord, the only Lord. We're talking about the year of our Lord. It's a Christian country. And the dating system is from January 1st. And yeah. it's a Gaish holiday. Is what was that? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, the it's whole thing's a problem. And they talk about why you let a sign check. The answer is, if the banking system won't allow it, then it's clear we're doing it. Only to get, I used to, for the rare occasion, I'm in a bank. So I, and the Peskim suggests this, instead of writing 2019, maybe write 19 with a straight hold, not to spell that. Anything you do to avoid Badafka referencing the full date. So I, there's also an issue with the Ramban, when you write 1-1-2019, one, one, so it's not, the first month, the Cheshuz Lachem Hashadashem is Nissan. So you're 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 paying your covet to the system that they have, which is the year of our Lord, which is a Christian holiday, and the whole year is a is a Christian and predates the Christian, but it came from the pagans before then. And I was often fond of writing out instead of one one two thousand nineteen, I would write January first. 
and then make a streichel. And the last time I was there, this goes back uh, six months ago after filling out a, a form, and I started writing out, and the guy's looking at me, he says, um, uh, there's not enough room in there. Uh, I said, why? I always do this. He said, no, no, the computer can't read it now. You've got to write 1-1-2019, one, one, spell it out. Okay, so now what? So, Lamaisa, uh, it's mutter. It's mutter. If you have no choice, you have no choice. And it's a straw guy that they'll allow you a light to write a check. Even bank with me, bank with me, they'll allow you to write a check with the Yiddish date or the secular date. And they did that in deference to the people who want to be mockbid, which, uh, which is good. The last. What was that? They don't look at the date on the check. This guy not only said to look at the date, he didn't allow me to fill it out like I wanted to do because the computer couldn't read it. Uh, well, talking about uh, the checks, uh, they will look at it once in a while. If they do, then they will. Uh, when you post date checks, you hope and pray that the guy not deposited beforehand. They don't always look at it, but uh, again, Hakala Kaltrila, if you can easily put 19 with the Shreichel, it's better. If you can write it out, it's better, but it's not Usr. Uh, the very last item we had was the markerless issue. And this is an interesting discussion of the Paiskim. Is there an Isser to say the date, the Chaga, uh, the name of the Chaga, December 25th? So the name is made up of two parts. The Mas is prayer. And the first part is Yashka's last name. That's not really his last name. That's a Latin word. It means our Savior, which he wasn't. But they called him that anyway. So I would have said, it's not also to say the name, because the Gain Paskins, that the first name is a regular name, you can't ask for a name, you can't deify a name, not everybody's Moskim to that, but that's the way the Gain Paskins. So whatever his real name was, Yoshua, Yeshua, whatever the name was, a big Shiloh, when he existed, if he existed, who it was, what the name was, but if it's the name of a person, we don't ask for that. And the last name is just an incorrect title. Something like Alexander the Great, who wasn't great, or the Holy Roman Empire, which wasn't Holy Roman or an empire. So they always get these things wrong. So the fact that they're giving them a title, like Mechete, so why should that be us, sir? With that said, there are chuvas in the last hundred, hundred fifty years that write that they're concerned about it because maybe it became a shame etzem. And the minig is not to say it. We don't even say... Should we say Yashka? And uh, we do with Dafka Makakalit. And over here, the meaning is not to call it what it's called, and that's why we call it Kratzmach in order to be able to, Mara says, Yamazalzil, uh, the Chizik is not mutter in any situation except for Chizik of Avadazar, and that's why we do it. And uh, saying Xmas, just for the record, is not really an option because the X is a symbol that was used in their writings, and it was a Lushan of Kavad, as a way of, of writing it in a Kavadika way. So one should not. Not use that. So I mentioned Tesis and Sanhedrin. It's very interesting. Tesis talks about Markalis. Markalis is a very famous Avodah The rule is whenever Avodah is mentioned in Tanakh, you could say the name because you're reading Tanakh. And if it's not, then you can't. Markalis is one of the few Avodah in Shas that is mentioned all over Shas. It's not mentioned in Tanakh. So Tesis in Sanhedrin, Asama Dalid, says, the Bamaskal Markalis, Tesis says the real name is Kilus. Kilus is praiseworthy. That's what they named their Avodah Zarah. Already, I would have thought that you can't answer a word. The word is praiseworthy. But it did become a shame. Etzem. It's a riot to that sheet before. Lashen Shvach. Ela Shachachamim There's a mitzvah to make a name out of it, make fun of it. And therefore, they made a Ganai and they called it Kulis Lashen Lag Vakelis, which means something that is Something you make fun of, something that's ridiculous. Umar is the opposite of, means the opposite of kilos. It's not praiseworthy. So the Erechlaner asks the obvious kasha over here, and that is, well, 
Taisa is addressing a problem, and that is you can't say the name of Avodah So why is the Gemara printing the word Markalis? We're going to read the Gemara. So Taisa says, no, but you should know that's not a problem because Markalis wasn't the real name. The real name is Kulis, but you're reading Taisa. So how are you going to read Taisa? So the Eichlaner over here says, Tupshatim, either it's not around anymore, which is very interesting because I mentioned this to somebody who grew up in Iran, and as I was telling him this whole interesting Eichlaner, he's turning green. He said, it's alive and well in the back roads of Iran. My next door neighbor used to do it exactly as the Gemara describes it, set up the tripod, go back about 20 spaces, and then throw stones. Exactly as the Gemara describes it. It's alive and well in Iran. So... Um, so what do we do with the Elchaner? So I said, well, the Elchaner is a second terrorist, uh, which is a Chiddush. He says, maybe Taisis assumes you're not going to read the word. It's a Korean exiv, sort of. And you're just going to eye the Taisis and look at it before you start reading it out loud. The Chiddush. What if, you're, what if you're reading it out loud? His first shot is that it's not around. So to me, maybe if it's not an Avodah in your area, your neck of the woods, he lived in Western Europe, then you don't have to worry that somebody's doing it in some village in Iran. But it's a bit of a tzarachi, and this is one of the only ones that is mentioned in Parish Nagamar, and there are a lot of other Avodah that are around today that are not in Tanakh. And the question is, can you mention them? It's not a sheer in Avodah Zarah now, so we're not going to discuss it now. You can think of the name only and discuss it, Beremez, until you figure out whether it's Mutter, but there are a lot of things around with millions of adherents, so I'll give you a hint, there's one very large fellow that says a thing if you go somewhere near India and he's all over the place and people say his name is that the name of a person, is that the name of a thing is it deified, a very common Shiloh for those in that uh, that neck of the woods and there are many other examples, so when you get to Hilch Zavar something to look into let's go back so the Lush of the Ramam, actually, I see there's one more thing that somebody had asked me as well during the week. I spoke about the bells. So the, the Paiskim discussed what the Ramam and what the Lush of the Mechaber is. You shouldn't do things in our shuls, and you shouldn't build them the way they build churches. So we don't build shuls with steeples okay, for that reason, being Isser and copying their architecture. Ramesha says in a tshuva that the reason why we don't use bells to bring people to davening, which would be a lot easier than sending around a vecker, is because the church uses bells and we don't use it because dafka the way they are massive the people for their chagas and for their prayers. So right after the shear, somebody, if he's here, you can raise your hand, somebody say, learn the gate said. And was that you? Yeah. Okay, so you're not the only one because another guy called me. He said, in Gateshead, they wake up the Bochum with bells. I said, did I just speak to you? He said, no. So there are two people who learned in Gateshead. They're probably, I think there are more than two people who learned in Gateshead. Uh, so uh, probably many, many more. And they wake up the people with bells. And I, I'm not that troubled by it because I'm just probably referring to putting a bell on top of a shul, on top of the shul, and having it ring and let the whole city wake up. As opposed to, if I know Bochum, probably went around with a bell like this, and you probably didn't hear him till he was standing next to your ear like this. He was, it wasn't a big wasn't a bell from somewhere. He was walking around with a bell, right? Yeah. This big, okay. And, and he walked around with a stick, also just a bell. 
Just the bell. <laughs> it was very loud. It was very loud. Okay. Uh, I just, it's interesting. Look, Gateshead, Gateshead is a super hush of a mokum, and we're not going to be mighty laws, but I thought it was interesting. I never had learned, to, learned in yeshivas. I never heard of it, but Ramesh is talking about a gigantic bell, and uh, if you can, I assume between three weeks ago now, you called Uyuh Haverim and asked if, you, if they're still doing it, and you have any, they're still doing it. What? I, uh, they're, I think it's still doing it. They're still doing it. Okay. I, I'm no Taina. I just, you have to say that it's not clear what the Machab is talking about. Moshe's theory is they're talking about the big bell, and apparently you'll have to say the little bells are still mutter to use, and it's not preparish in the first place that's referring to a bell, so I'm, I'm not that troubled with it. Okay. Yeah, you're using it actually to get people to come to the avenue. That's exactly what they're using it for in the morning. Same thing they're using it for. It's just they daven later. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't say that. Depends where you are. But uh, <laughs> what? A vision whistle. The whistle's not a bell. Again, I think the chilug is is to go around a little bell. He's talking about putting a big bell in the high spot. What? I try not to listen, and I don't really hear them around here in Muncie. That just telling you the time? Yeah. No, but they have a different thing to bring people to prayer. I, that, that's what I that's what I read. Baruch Hashem and Muncie. I don't really hear it too much, but uh, but again, Gates said didn't do anything wrong. That's for sure. Yes. Brings what? That what? Yeah, you know, the, the bells, I didn't make up the bell. The bell is talked about many Jews. That's a problem. I just, I've ate this from a, a Talmud from a yeshiva that's uh, known throughout the world uh, for its uh, Kedusha of a tyrant doing things right. So I can't imagine if you remember this for years. You know, as if you tell me one day, maybe the dorm council thought of some idea and never learned the sugya, but they're doing it for a long time. But call, call the Rosh Hashiva and ask where, when, when it started. I'd be curious to know what the history is, but I, I, I don't think it's a huge problem. No, but that's probably just the vantage point of not having a good mic system, and he wants to be heard. So, um, you know, th- that's not. I, that's why I think again, the, all we have is the machaber that we shouldn't some lotion that we shouldn't do things like they're doing it to mimbakabit's people, and everybody's trying to figure out what does that mean. So Amisha is the one, not the first one, not the last to mention, well, part of this would be the way they're asked of the people, and he mentions the bell, but again, you can make the chile between the large ones, and the, uh, if you go to Philadelphia and you uh, ring the Liberty Bell, that's not going to be an issue. I don't think so they'll the let you do that. But Muslims now, uh, that can't be a very old custom of theirs, because they're doing it over loudspeakers and giving everybody a headache. So a uh, hundred years ago, they didn't have that, so I don't know what they were doing then. They have some guy with chazanas singing Lahavdil al Fadal as what? Yeah, he was singing loud. Well, now he's really singing loud. Uh, so, uh, okay. Let- he didn't do it with bells. Chazanas, good. That's a trumpet. A trumpet's not a bell. I could do it with a guitar also. I can't, you have to know how close it's going to be. So I'm being yash to the many. That was a smaller bell in a different venue in a dorm. And, uh, so I don't think, uh, think Ramesh would have an issue with it. Okay, let's go back to the calendar because we have a lot to do. And um, I want to... We're up to uh, Valentine's Day we didn't get to yet. Valentine's Day is a disaster for two reasons. Not that anybody here is celebrating it, but... I come across people who say, okay, it's not so yeshivish. Is it really a... Not a question of being yeshivish. Valentine's Day, first of all, is uh, 
highly pizzastic the way it's been marketed. And it happens to be, again, you don't have to do the research. I don't need to suggest you do the research. Take my word for it. It's rooted in old time of Azar. And, and different religious uh, nuances. It's not a secular holiday. The fact that it is now, for the most part, by people doesn't help us at all in this sugi, as we have shown already. And what's uh, really terrible is that, unfortunately, some not yet from people in Israel have co-opted Valentine's Day and made a Jewish Valentine's Day for two ba'av. And it's, it's really bad. Two ba'av, we have one makar that they try to read Shaduchim, which is very nice. Uh, it has nothing to do with Valentine's Day. And it's now in Yisrael, the Jewish Valentine's Day. It comes straight from the Goyim and St. Valentine's Day. It's, it's uh, again, uh, if it's not our minig and it's not our Chagah, unless it's something pristine and obvious as to the reason, like the next two, which are Mutala Gamre, uh, it's going to be a problem. Memorial Day and Labor Day are Mutala Gamre. You can barbecue away. Some people, when I mentioned that, thought that was a phenomenal kula. Mamet barbecuing like all the Goyim in America. Same thing with the sushi and the pizza and everything else. Why do we barbecue? Does it taste good? Why do they barbecue? Does it taste good? Why do we barbecue on Memorial Day? Because we have off. No chukos same issue there. So uh, for, for the two holidays, we have a we have a kula. It's not Mashur Shaila, Labor Day, Memorial Day, or days off. It's uh, it's unique for Tamatera and Hasmoda, and you want to barbecue for dinner. Uh, I don't find any any issue with it. Uh, one of the stranger examples. Now, you would say, is this a mice or not? This is already participating just by even giving it the time of day. So I don't think we can give you Malchus for this. This is probably a live shame of mice over here. But Groundhog Day is the most ridiculous, insane thing that anybody... They've ran statistics on the Groundhog. First of all, they have a Machlokas on the Groundhogs every year. And they never agree on anything. They have one over here, one over there in Pennsylvania, New York. And, and its track record is worse than a day trader. If you can imagine such a thing. Uh, so, some day traders make money, I hope, but uh, like no shaykhs to anything. And of course, if you're attuned to the sugya, a cursory check in a minute or less, it's rooted in Avodah superstitions and the like. So participating over here, I don't think there'd be mechabit anybody here to hold the ground. I don't exactly know what they do with it. Uh, hold it, watch it. But to even want to look the next day to see how I should dress for the spring and summer, what the temperature is going to be, is already too much participation. It's absolute nonsense. And even believing 1% in it is going to run you a problem for the sugya. Again, we're showing an interest or participating some level in Goyesha customs that make no sense, and if they make no sense, that's where the Yisra starts. Again, we're not, most people don't participate, but I've heard people talk about it, like, oh, what, what, did, what did the Groundhog say? Which one? Uh, why are you asking? So, you know, you never know. Maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong. To put any stock in any of this is obviously ridiculous. Okay, the next two that are kosher as well, uh, July 4th and President's Day. President's Day is patriotic. They don't have any particular menhagen um, besides shopping. And July 4th, uh, we mentioned the firecrackers. I'm not, um, I'm not too thrilled by anything to do with fire in this sugya, but most of it comes from the Chinese who were heavily involved in Avodah La Maisa, it's a show of um, joy and expression of celebration throughout the world. It's a little hard to answer it. I, since they became legal in Rockland County, I tell my kids if they want one, buy a safe one that's not expensive and do it on July 5th. And um, if you do that, then you'll have fun if you want. And you want to finish Shailas, but I believe it is mutter because it is an expression of celebration. 
Mother's Day and Father's Day, I think we covered already. There's certainly nothing wrong with uh, displaying some Akaras Atoy, keeping up aim is Nagay every single day. The Mishagas is why have one particular day if clearly the Torah doesn't want to put an accent on one day as opposed to another. doesn't want to emphasize because every day is the same level of Chiyuv. With that said, it's hard to answer, and if your parents are expecting it, I think we mentioned don't start up with keep it up aim and aggravate them if they're expecting it, even though it's a funny minig and we don't normally adopt Minhagim uh, from Goyim. Uh, somebody asked me about uh, black. It's put it this way: certainly don't start the minig. It's not our day, and we don't. The Torah, if the Torah wants to put an emphasis on something any time of the year, it would tell us about it. We put emphasis. Simcha is a nice mitzvah, maybe. Well, Shaila, what you call it the rest of the year? This Hashem is Simcha. We have an emphasis on Simcha and Shalosh Regalim. The Torah says every day you should be happy, but put an emphasis on the first part is debatable. Uh, you should be in a happy mood, meaning you shouldn't be sad. Atzvus is a terrible middah, but there's an emphasis on simcha certain parts of the year. There's an emphasis on tshuva. Every part of the year has its, uh, has its themes. Kibbut Aveim, clearly there is no day there's more of a chiv Kibbut Aveim and a Karas With that said, why should we never do it? Yeah, serve your mother breakfast in bed, you get her a card. So I, I don't believe it's Osir, but it's a little bit of a Mishagas, which is why we don't have it, and they invented it. Uh, you don't have to discourage them. You could tell them that uh, you're very happy with their general keep it up aim, and it's not necessary if they want to do it. It's not, not the end of the world. The I want, I want to cover a few different categories. I, I might come back to a few other things in the calendar, but we covered, I was just going to mention Black Friday. Black Friday is a shopping day. Um, people felt, well, it's a shopping day, but it's tied in with a chaga, which it is or was, I'll get to that in a moment. And it's the sort of the kickoff of their season, and therefore, why should we participate in that? I've been asked this question by retailers and by shoppers. I told them both it's mutter. It's a shopping day, and it's quite a few days from the chaga, and the fact that they call this the start of the season is because they want people to start spending money. Ryla Dover, I thought this was uh, completely absurd, but somebody told me that last year, or the year before, they started a Black Friday in the summer, which makes no sense whatsoever. But at least it's a riot. What? It's Amazon made a special day in the U.S. for shopping. So that Is it called Black Friday? No, no, it's called Prime Day. No, no, besides Prime Black Day. Friday they tell me about it. Yes, thank you. So that shows that they're totally, you know, if I were, Rahman Aslan, if I were one of the uh, people trying to tell them about their customs, I would think that's sacrilegious. You're starting off the religious season and then you put it in the summer. The answer is no shaykhs. It's shopping. It's another chance to shop. So they put it, if they could, they'd put it once a month, which they probably will. And then they had Cyber Monday probably in the summer also. I guess they followed up with that. So it's all, it's all marketing and it's mutalagamri. The fact that we got the impression that this is the start of their holiday season, therefore we said fair. Yeah, it's not a bad havamina, but Pasha says it's, it's mutter. What about Singles Day? About? Singles Day, the going started at 11 11, November 11. Anyone who's single buys themselves a present instead of buying someone else. 
<laughs> you know, every time I give the shear, I always add some to the list. Um, are they saying that this actually gives me some um, some note of optimism? Are they saying that there's a mile getting married or they wouldn't go that far? They wouldn't go that far. So what's the chisarn of the single people? There's no one's buying their present. I think uh, if it's a good nechama for them, I think it's very nice. Uh, make people happy. Uh, why not? Um, I, yeah, I, that's interesting. You'll tell me more about that afterwards. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a problem. Okay, uh, let's go uh, to something that's actually very nagea, and uh, please don't misquote this part, but a lot of chukasayim has to do with things that are rooted in avarazara, kishof, nichush, or pritzis, and the like. Any one of those categories is enough to aser, and that's why we dab a little bit as we're going along in the actual hilchas avarazara, and this came up when we had the 70 shear version, it's actually very nagea. So I'm mention, mention it quickly, and if it's nagea to anybody, we can discuss it afterwards. Uh, health insurance is extremely expensive in this country, and it's getting worse, not better. And there are many people who can't afford it or are struggling to afford it, and going without health insurance is, uh, is somewhat uh, risky, to say the least. And last number of years, they've had these companies pop up based on a loophole in Obamacare. Uh, it's called a health share, and most of them, till recently, were run by churches. And now they came out with a firm one, which was mirrored and patterned after that, but it was firm. What was that? Yeah. That's not a problem, because you're not giving... Fidelis is controlled by the state of New York, and the disbursements and how much they can make is all uh, state-mandated. So there happens to be a church. That, that's, that's not a problem. It's good, good Shiloh, but that's not a problem. Here, this is a, pro, a private organization. HealthShare means that we're just a shutvis, and if you look at their Hagdama and their 25-page agreement, which I have read many times, because therein lies the issue... Uh, they're very proud of the fact that, and they tell you this is a uh, uh, Christian brothers banding together and, and we're going to help each other out and we're here to help each other out, which is, you know, nice in essence. And they give you a number of um, things that you have to agree to and sign on of basic beliefs. And those basic beliefs are of the different uh, religion. And you have to sign it. And many, many people, before they realized, they said, yeah, they know I'm just signing up to save money. They don't sign it. Your great-grandparents died for this when the crusaders came. All that to say was, I believe in Yashka. Why is everybody getting killed? Just say it. He knows you don't mean it. You know that he knows that you know that he knows. That. Why is it you have I ever? That's, that's never an excuse. You can't, you can't sign something that I believe in this. That's your have What does it say? What? What does it say? Oh, I don't have the long version over here says you have to sign up that you believe in all their tenets. Yeah. It's pretty bad. And I it's interesting when I when I mentioned this in Shia's going back three years ago, I got a call already from the Midwest of those who were working on the firm version. Like the next night. And they said, Oh, we're so happy to be in the committee. I said I have no time to be in any committees, thank you very much. But you know, you it'd be nice if they didn't have to sign this stuff and join such a thing. And the problem of giving money to um, organizations like that. There are a host of issues over here. I will tell you in brief, because I, I, a lot of this is misquoted, even though it's being recorded. There are ways, they redid it since three years ago to tone it down. 
And they even said, they just signed the front, which doesn't say as Beferish, and don't worry about it. But the problem is, I looked through it after they made that tikkun, and there's another box you have to check online and on, on the paperwork that you're agreeing to everything else in the 25 other pages. And then on page 18, it says it again. So I'm not saying they were trying to, I don't know if they just didn't, they missed it as they were cleaning it up. Where we are right now, just President, I, I was working on it with uh, somebody who needed to save the money. This is a big issue. This is people can't have this $20,000 versus five. This is a big issue. And again, they have a firm one now. I'm not advertising for it, and you have to investigate it yourself. But now, at least as an option there, the problem is that here we have a situation where the money is, you have to find out where the money's going. It's supposed to be a shutless and it's supposed to Palavai cover all the costs. Uh, the other issue is you're signing something which, if on page 18, 28, 38, it says one line that makes a reference to your agreeing to something is already ulcered. That's clear. And the good news is uh, we got them to agree. This isn't official, but um, I tested it. We got them to agree that if we would mark up the entire contract ourselves, cross out whatever you want and add in whatever you want, they would still accept it. So now we solved the big problem. There's still many you hold that you still shouldn't be joining it because of the first reason. Can you get a coin uh, signed for you? That's plagiarism. That's, that's illegal in Shekhar. And uh, signed for you, meaning your name. Chaim Yanko Schwartzbaum agrees that Yashka is this, that, the other thing, but, but you didn't sign it. What is he had a great it's the Chil that are from you. <laughs> you can't. I said again, Bishop, this is Simon Kufner Zion. Unfortunately, all your great great grandparents were involved in this. I assume they had your great great grandfather before they were Rahman killed by the Crusaders. But all the Crusaders were gone. They came into town and they said, You have uh, five minutes. Either you say, Yashka is our savior, or we're going to kill you. What's the din? What's the din for a Pasha who never learned these sugyas? What's the din that nobody ever thought about? What's the din? There was no discussion. But what, I, have a, I have a very good idea. Why, why just tell them they know you're lying? They just don't want to get killed. That's called Yahar Bayavar. Uh, so signing something, says, somebody told me, it's a Machlekes, Rabbi Kivega, Nachsam Sefer, all the Agers and Sefers were involved in this for four generations, with Xiva Kadibur. I say, Xiva Kadibur, that's a Shailun, it's Firus Aimer. Why is that? that you're, you're signing something saying, I pledge that I <laughs> pledge allegiance to this uh, system of beliefs? So why did they do that by the Crusades? We could save thousands of lives. Why is anybody getting killed? What's the whole sin of Yahweh ever? Look at Kufnad Zion. It's one sin. The Pisgah Chuba, unfortunately, runs 60 lines because they had so many shaylas because people are getting killed every day. So, so maybe you can make a chilek that signing is not Yahweh ever, just plain us, sir? Okay, maybe. you got to make a chilek. But... No, Shasa Shmat As is even changing your shoelaces. Here, this is being made la elo ah. That that's that's the first din. Not do Shasa Shmat. There are three different din. There's Gilirais Avarazara Shvichas Damim. It's one din. Then there's another din that in front of ten din you can't do any less. I say, and then the Shasa Shmat you can't even change a minute. There are three different sugyas. So one has nothing to do with the other. Yeah. Assuming Islam is not Avarazara, would it be a problem if this was an Islamic group that was? It would not be Harvayavar. Doesn't mean you could be made that Muhammad is the prophet. And you can't sign on that either. Still can't sign. It's not Yahweh Yahweh. That, that's the difference. The other issue is giving the money to the organization if some of it is going back to the actual, the actual uh, So that's the that's the issue. But again, we don't even have to discuss with Yahweh Yahweh. You can't sign on something and say I don't mean it because uh, yeah. They say. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Can Shas? He said it in the Taz. He said, yeah. when, when did Shas Hashman not allowed to be over on anything? And it was Shalem Shas Hashman. Yeah, I'm sorry. The two of them, Shas Yeah. It's only us to be over when it's, when it's to be over al Dots. You can never, you can never say or sign the words "I believe in Zeus." Never mutter, never mutter. There's no shail about that. That's he says you're, no, you're allowed to bow down to Zeus. You if you're, bow down if, Zeus if what? If, if, if I'm trying if, to pick if, up my ring. If, if, if no, if he's not, <laughs> if he's not trying to do the I could volunteer now. I'll, I'll save it up. We'll, we'll go, okay? We'll go afterwards. There's a, no, so you can't bow down to an Avodah when he's asking you to bow down to an Avodah He's asking you, I want you to check off the box here that you believe in this Avodah You can't check off that box. That's nothing to do with Okay, okay, okay we'll discuss it afterwards. Let's get back. This is, no, no. He has been trying to, by the way, he is trying to get you because he wants you to sign. They don't allow anybody in the group unless you amid it. He, what, what's that? He is trying to get you. He said, you can't join our health share unless you say you believe in Yashka. He's not trying to get you? He's trying to get you to say you believe in Yashka. I don't understand. No, because then they would just have a thing. We like your money. Can you just sign up? Why is, it, why is it making you sign an 18-page thing that believes it? Anyway, it's not all about us. I'm we'll happy to discuss it afterwards. Let's go on to the... Uh, that's a problem. There's a problem in real estate all the time. When you're selling, especially in the city, a lot of times they're involved and there are coolers that depends how it's done. But again, it's not all about us. We're going to get sidetracked and we have another uh, six, seven hours right now. So um, let's go back. Um, Okay, there are minhagim in Misa and Kfura, which is never a fun topic. I'll just mention a few of them because they're obvious that they come up in the office. So this is important because your boss, let's say the dogma, his mother passed away and he wants you to come to the funeral. Let's assume it's not in their place of worship and he wants you to come and he really wants you to come. And if you know what's good for you, you better come. So, okay, you come, you wish your condolences. If you can't come, it's easier to send a card and uh, uh, flowers or something like that. We'll get to the flowers on, on the actual uh, grave in a moment. And if it's not a place of worship and a funeral parlor and nothing religious going on, you can come and you can uh, do what you have to do. Often they have a viewing, quite often. A viewing is a Gaisha Minig. Uh, we... Dafka don't do it, and to do it would be an issue of Chukosayim. The Chuvas spell that out quite clearly because the is, there are many reasons why they do the viewing, but um, a lot of it is to accentuate the body, and the, uh, we believe Dafka, the body, is going back to offer very quickly, and the Nisham is going up, and even if they believe the Nisham is going up, but we, Dafka, have a meaning not to, we want to bury as quickly as possible, and it's clearly a meaning that doesn't fit with Halacha. And the whole thing is a little ridiculous. The, the guy, they tell me, often looks better when he's lying there than he did when he was alive um, because they dress him up and then everybody comes to walk by and go on for days and days. So it's against Kavadik Ren and all the other halakhs we have. So the question is, what if he wants you to come and there's a viewing and then you come in and he said, uh, come here, uh, David, I want you to come by and see my mother. I want you to remember her this way. And so now you've got to march by and do whatever they do with the viewing and come by. It's not that 
it's not Geschmack in the first place. If you can avoid participating in a viewing, you should avoid participating. If you can't, and he's really going to be angry and your job is on the line, and it's going to be Hefzen Baruba, we view it as a Mishagas, and we don't agree with Ashkafa. If you're just walking by, you're talking to them, you're wishing your condolences, you walk by quickly, usually you can get out of it. Most guys came back to me and they said, I told the guy I was squeamish, I told him I was this, blah, 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 and they accepted it. Most of the time you get out of it, if you can, you should get out of it. If Lamaisa, you have to go by, I think there's room to be made on the fact that you're just walking by quickly, marching in line, and you clearly had the conversation with him, you're doing it to Mechabit him, not the mother, and the question of how active that is. But the main thing is, the viewing is not something we just happen not to do, it's something we don't do for halachic and hashkafic reasons. Same thing in terms of the actual kfura. The truth is written on putting a picture on a matzeva, which many didn't do. Today with computer uh, uh, know-how, you can uh, scan whatever you want in and put it on. They make them look very nice. We don't do it. Shaili, do you have to boycott a lavaya if they did it? I don't think so. It's a, it's a guy shamanian constant guy, but we never did it before, and we put the name and, and the date. The Maram Shik says put a Yiddish date, and he has a whole chuva railing against the fact they started putting Gaisha dates. But we didn't put pictures, and we shouldn't now. If somebody's doing it, and you can't convince them otherwise, uh, you don't have to boycott. Uh, the flowers and the kever is the same thing. We, in a base island, will mow the lawn because you don't want overgrown. If you do nothing, it's going to be a bizillion for the kever, and you're going to have all sorts of insects and mice running around. So we have basic upkeep, but in terms of the flowers and the flowers on the kever, that's also straight from the Goyim, and the place can point out that that is not Arminic and that's a Chukosayim issue. So it wouldn't come up. The Shaila is when you see family members doing it, they're not from, and they're not, not so from, and they don't know. So, Lamaisa, the Chi of Macha is only when there's a Havmina they're going to listen. And if there's no Havmina, you're quiet anyway. Question is, can you go? I don't think you have to boycott for that. Just know that it's certainly not our Minig. This is um, an interesting example that we were more than halfway through the sugya, and people started noticing that there are a lot of strange things that we do, and they started asking, is this something that is, has a logical, legitimate reason behind it? Or, if you can't find one, remember, it's automatically usra. Moshe says, if there's any suffolk, or if we know it's not a Yiddish Aminig, and it looks bizarre, then it's usra mitam suffolk, you don't have to investigate. Again, usually the quick investigation tells you where it is. Uh, the wishing well is, um, is a classic. Uh, they have a Aminig in all cities across America and across the world. Um, you go to Manhattan, they have these big fountains with these big areas the water's coming into, and you walk by, people are throwing in pennies and quarters and all sorts of loose change, and they have massive amounts of money in there. So right away, Jews don't throw away money. So that's clearly not a Yiddish Aminig. Why would that have a crazy thing? They take coins and throw it into a... Like, wait, you know it's already bizarre. Nobody should be throwing out money. Don't dive in to get it, but no one's throwing out money. So the story behind this is, is that fresh water in Europe was very hard to come by. When they finally hit something and the well was something that was really producing, they put a statue there, and that was to be for an omen that the statue should bless Bilavadazar bless the well, and every time they came the poor people would throw in a pruta to make sure the gods are happy that they continue giving them fresh water. Fresh water was a very big deal. Again, classic chukoseim. 
go buy. People think, what's the difference? Ma, can I have a quarter? I just want to throw it in. It's a shayla chukasem. Well, not a shayla. It's classic chukasem. There's no reason to throw a quarter in. It's baltashchis. And there's a reason the guy do it. And you ask your average guy in the street, they won't know. But the history behind it, often it's quite clear. And even if it's not, it's still going to be an issue. To go to a chasana, a few things that go on. Some we can be miyashiv, perhaps. Some are harder to be miyashiv. Uh, Ramesha has a tshuva concerning a tshuva that some sefer had. And today there's a big divide, and that's fine. Um, certainly, the chsidim and anybody's coming from Hungary or that area is still machpet today, and that is the issue: Can you get married? in a shul. Sam Sefer, in his tshuva, actually says they used to get married in a shul. He said they got married outside the actual chuppah, and then they did part of it in the shul. Why they would break it up is a different question. But he records such a minute, but he says nowadays absolutely usher because the reform are doing it, because they took it from the Christians, and that makes it already a problem because they have it as part of their official services in the church, and therefore we shouldn't be doing it. He was very strong in it, and he absolutely answered it. And that's kept by many segments of Klai Yisrael today. Ramesh has a tshuva, and he says in the time of the Chassam Sefer, that was an important gezeira. In America, we have other issues and other problems, but that battle we're not fighting. And if you look at the way it works, in Muncie and Lakewood, where we have the room to build new Chassam Holes, so nobody's getting married in a shul. You have a chasna hall, you have the chuppah there, you have the uh, suda there, you have plenty of room to give, you have the chuppah outside, which is a wonderful mini. In Manhattan and in Brooklyn and Baltimore, I've checked various cities where they're tighter for space. They still have it in a shul. And Ramesha was asked many times, can we have it in a shul? Sam Sefer says it's usher. And he said yes. Sam Sefer was making a for his time, perhaps generation two after that. In America, he doesn't feel that it's a problem because it's not associated with Ascala and reform and what they're doing in the church. And therefore, he feels it's mutter. So there are many chuvas written after that chuva from Ramesha who strongly disagreed and they felt we have to keep it. Lamaisa, there's a lot to be said for both sides. If you're invited to a chasna in a shul, as long as everybody's dressed and there's no halilis, there are other problems I'm making in the shul, but assume everybody behaves, Ramaisha, Allah, Lamaisa holds its mutter, and for most of the other over here, you certainly don't have to boycott for that. If Yemuchutin uh, uh, wants to be machmer for the Chassam Sefer, Hosel Chassam Sefer applies now, so then Laman HaShalom, you try to find a different venue, but Ramesha clearly says um, there is room to be makel. The, yeah, what? Just for effect. So, I um, why they dim the lights in restaurants? I don't think it's hookah. Sam, I don't know. Whatever, whatever the reason is, candle you can't see what you're eating, and therefore you eat more or less. What are they trying? What are they aiming for? What? Atmosphere. So if you dim the lights, it's an atmosphere. I, I don't believe it's also. Uh The problem uh, if you're marrying off your last child of what happens at the end of the chasna is a big sugya. Uh, is true. Anybody tells you, ah, that's not a shayla, never, so said, never learn never learn the sugya chukasayim. And to say it's absolutely us, sir, I'm not ready to say either. But this majinka is uh, really complicated. Where in the world this came from? 
It's a Majinka. Majinka is. Is that yours? That, that young man? Okay, so you didn't marry him off yet, right? So, okay, that's what you're asking. Okay, so uh, the Majinka is when uh, I can't say, I, I, I'm using the word custom instead of meaning because I don't want to. I don't want to ratify it as a meaning, but there's a custom many people have today. When they marry off the last child, there's a special dance which is made up of a tune taken from the back lands in Ukraine or Czechoslovakia or something like that from Pet Goyim. Um, the lyrics, if you saw the original in Yiddish, happen to be not bad, by the way. It's written by somebody and it talks about you to marry off all your kids. And the lyrics, I, I don't have a big problem with, but the tempo, the music, everything, it sounds like some peasant dance. But okay, that's a, we'll have you here one time, it's a sham, a whole sugi on music, Jewish music, or lack thereof. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and we'll, we'll figure that out. But um, assuming that's not the, the, the main problem, but one thing you probably figured out already from the last hour and a half of sharing this topic, if part of this custom is on the peasant uh, tune and on the words that rather happen to be nice, uh, then they start and they bring in a broom, and you got to start dancing with the broom. So uh, start dancing with brooms. Uh, you don't have to think very long. This is not a Yiddish uh, menig, obviously. Uh, it's quite, quite bizarre. Yeah, so I heard all the reasons they gave that they retrofit uh, the thing is that they said, like, the guy had to, I'm usually, hopefully, pretty quick in the uptake. The guy said, tell me, no, it's, it's a mamash, a simon bracha. I said, what's that? Said, the, the, the broom represents you sweep, and you sweep them out of the house, so they get out of the house and never come back. I said, I don't know, I married off a few kids. I like when they come back. He said, no, no, I didn't mean that. I mean, come back in a bad way. <laughs> Somebody made that up to retrofit this. It, so a lot of research has been done, and everybody's looking, where in the world did this come from? The problem is, if you have a strange custom and you don't know where it comes from, that's usually a problem in the sugya. If you can't verify within five seconds why this makes a lot of sense. Memorial Day, Fallen Soldiers, Labor Day, gotta give all the laborers a rest, President's Day, five seconds or under. If you can't be Miyashevit, then you have a problem in the sugya. And here, it's not five seconds, five minutes, five hours, 500 hours, there are like reports written on this. And you ready for this? The maskana of everybody is, they traced it back, mamish, shanim kadmanius, to the 1920s, to the klezmer bands in America. That's really an old minute, mamish from almost Tariq Sinai. And the non-firm klezmer musicians saw an opportunity, get paid a little overtime, and uh, you dance a little more, and uh, especially the places that don't have a mitzvah tansa, they're leaving at 11.30, and you have another dance in the broom. It's catchy, and it's uh, a lot of fun, uh, which it is. The few I've seen looks very interesting when you have people dancing with the broom and sweeping, and I think the janitor made it up because he wants everybody to sweep so he can work less. I'm not exactly sure, but it's certainly a strange uh, minig. Now, people ask me about it. I said, you know what? I'm not ready to say something's usser unless it's absolutely usser. And maybe it's a nice thing that the kids won't come back in a bad way, and you want to give shrach, and it's the last child, and they sit the parents down. If you don't want to say it's absolutely usser, which I'm not ready to say because a lot of people are doing it, so don't want to say it's usser. I certainly tell people, if you don't have severe downward pressure to do it, it's not a custom you want to pick up. You can give Shvach to Kosh Baruch Hu, fly to Yisrael, go to the Kaisal the next day, and thank Hashem for marrying off all your kids, or thank Hashem for the next Maidim. But there's no reason to pick this up, because it's certainly a, a Shailah. Okay, uh, let's continue. We'll just go um, 10, 12 minutes over time like we did last time.
and the rest we're going to have to save for some other time. Uh, one more about the chasna, then we'll move on to the next one. Moshe discusses, I hope you never, no one here would have a havanina, but I hope you're never at a chasna where they even do this, but unfortunately, very um, modern places are places that they're not really from, but they want to have an orthodox wedding, they have a double ring ceremony. Double ring ceremony, kishmai kahu, is a ceremony where we have the regular harayab mikodeshesli, and you give the kala ring. That's what it says in the Gemara. And then they have the second half, which comes straight from the Gayim, doesn't need any explanation, where she gives him a ring. So there are two huge issues over here. Number one, it's a Shiloh whether it's Ma'akev and the whole Kenyan, because if she holds that you're buying me, what do you mean you're buying me? I'm buying you also, and it's 50-50, and the whole Chad Gadja with the, uh, we're equals, and, and uh, can't say some are more equal than others, and we're not saying that in the first place, but whatever it is, you, you have to have to ask Kenyon that he's doing the Kedushan, the Kedushan is over when you finish that Rayat. That's one potential issue, and then Ramesha goes on to say, in this Shuvah, and by the way, it's an because again, you borrowed a custom from the Goyim that has no place in Yiddishkeit, and it's against the Din. So here, if anybody ever asks you to be Mishad the Gedushin, I just, last few things I discussed, I said, you don't have to be Meichi, you don't have to boycott. This you have to be Meichi, because this can be a problem for the Kenyan, and this is Mamish and this is the Reisa, and if it's under your auspices, and you're letting this go through, that's, uh, that's a problem if you could stop it, and certainly you can't just stand there and nod and see, you know, if you're, if you're the most orthodox member of the group and say, oh, that's perfectly fine. It's a problem and it's, it's just brought in from the Goyim and, and therein lies uh, one of the main issues. <clears throat> Birthdays and uh, bat mitzvahs. This is a uh, very interesting part of the sugya. So, birthdays, birthday parties can be defended. It's a big machlek, it's Some say the only birthday we find the Chumash is pyro and that's not good company. And therefore, it's not a Yiddish Shaminik, and they hold stark that's not a Yiddish Shaminik, and it's Chuk HaSem, because we're bringing it from them, and there's a lot to be said for that Shita. Yeah, but not as much as, like, there's some people who hold, like, if you don't, like, give out a thousand brochas and walk the streets and just, you know, you're not Yitzi. It's not, it's, uh, you want to do it fine. It's not, uh, not Taramisina, but yes, there is a Makar for it. But that's different than celebrating the birthday per se. What? The 60th birthday is bigger. We're going to get to that. I'm going to get to which birthdays. Everybody's masking, sort of, although Gemara doesn't say Beferish. It was a grand party with the cake and the candles, which I'll get to in a moment. But Lamaisa, uh, some defend it and say, it's a karasatayv. You're a year older. You want to thank the Ben Shalom. You lived another year. You want to serve some ayakichel and shmalz herring. Wonderful. There is what to say if you want to celebrate it, fine. Bar mitzvah, obvious that has a makar. Bas mitzvah, Amisha says, is absolutely no makar. He talks about a possible chilik between a bas mitzvah and a bar mitzvah. Because Lamaisa, both of them are now a gila mitzvah. So what's the chilik? He talks about one's barabim. One has to, we have to let the community know they're now counted for a minion and they get mitzvah people. And the girls, it's not true, he gives but he keeps going back to it because people kept asking him. And he said, You don't need a chilik. It was never done. Some, there are a lot of tshuvas on this. Uh, Vajir Yosef is a tshuva, and he says by the Sephardim, sometimes it was done. Ben Ishchai is a little overquoted or misquoted. Doesn't say you should make a party. What? Making a party? Uh, making a party, yeah. You should let her know she's chayv. Uh, making the party and making a big deal out of it. So the problem is, the reason it's a chukah same angle, is because, again, if you look back to Germany, to the Reform, Haskola, where they got it by the Christians, it's a huge party. It's a big date. 
So it became 12. Dafka, Bas Mitzvah. Yes. Uh, I, Baruch Hashem. <laughs> I, don't I had to investigate all these things because uh, uh, so, so here we have an issue where you have to always be questioned where is this coming from and it's possible the place can be defending it and their community came from a kosher source and the other community came from a trade source Rav Moshe is very against it Rav Yosef defends it a little more he doesn't say you should make a, a huge uh, $50,000 bash but he, he defends it the minig in yeshiva circles is it's marked, it's noticed, sometimes with a family shalashudis, sometimes with something that's a little bit over the top, but the, the name of the game here is to tone it down. Certainly, Ramesha held that it was a problem to overemphasize it with, never with such a minig. 60 is mentioned because the person is now out of the Mishdei Shemayim. It does not mean Rahmal Aslan, somebody didn't make it. Got me Shemaim. I've heard that comment from people. That just means he was supposed to live the amount that he is supposed to live. One, one doesn't equal the other, of course. But it still is a, a Zman for Akaras Atayv, and some bring down 70. The discussion in truth is whether Shachiyan Shri made when you reach 70, it's the Shnoshal Adam, and now Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hu, is giving us more time because we need more time to learn, and hopefully it'll continue that way. The biggest problem. What was that? 120, 120. No, 120 has very shvacham actually. That's way overquoted. <laughs> the Pasuk in Chumash talks about 120, according to most of Hashem, doesn't mean that. It's just the push out the Pasuk. Hashem said, another 120 years, I'm destroying the world. <laughs> Look at the Pasuk. <laughs> Stama, there are a lot of misconceptions in these sugis. You're not the first one. That, some learn like the way most people think is the push out the Pasuk. But, but yeah, the 120, if you have somebody who is about to turn 120, you can still wish him long years and give him brachas. Don't give up. Don't give up. Ram- no, let me tell you a story. Ramesha was once filling out forms. They had to fill out forms for him, and it was for some assistance or some thing that he was getting for medical, and he was in his 90s. And this, uh, this story is verified. It's a peldegamaisa. And um, it says, it asks on there, how, life expectancy. You have to put on five, ten. Usually, it's for elderly people. So they, I'm thinking, kid you not. And they, somebody, family member, is filling out the form. Uh, I said, Zayda, what should I put? So he explained it to him. So pick a number. He was in his 90s. So they didn't have an option for 25, 30 years. You had to like pick a certain number. Ramesha wouldn't allow him to fill out the form. He said, you can't be mamayit brocha. And he was clearly assuming 120. He had no shaykhs to anything. And you can't be my mind. So this minute guy knows a minute where giving me a brach, some It's uh, one shot in the pasuk. There is a shot in the pasuk like that. But you look and look and take a mikas kedulos, and you'll see that that's not the most obvious shot in the pasuk. The biggest problem with the Bas mitzvah is a huge machlokes, and again, it might depend on where it came from, and that's why it depends on which place and which part of the world we're more concerned or less concerned. The bigger issue is the cake. Let them eat cake. Shailiz, if it's round, does that have any source? There's enough to miyasha that things automatically are round. When you make matzahs, you start off with a little bowl and it's round. Cakes are round. Not the end of the world. The candles uh, are where things go south. Uh, we don't put tray for candles on cakes. Never did. Whether you're allowed to blow out candles, some say you can. Your grandmother will tell you you can't. There are mercurists. There are not many mercurists for that quote-unquote isser. It's not usser for sure. Try this, do we do it? Represents an ashama. But certainly there, there are enough rayas that putting candles, blowing it out, and then whispering some sort of wish to who knows who is not our minute. 
So if you're going to have a party, you have what to rely on. You want to have some cake, you have what to be Simechan. Hold the candles. And if you have candles and they served it to you, you don't have to start screaming at the guy. But when he tells you make a wish, you say, Adkan. <laughs> that, that's not part of our thing. And that's, uh, again, you have to be concerned about Chukasayim. Uh, okay, two more items. And then we will uh, stop for Mayrav. The red bendel. Can't leave here without discussing that. If anybody here is wearing one, you can keep your arms down for the moment. Uh, and not show your neighbors. So uh, there is quite a tumult um, whether or not the Red Bendel is from us, from them, from somewhere in between. It's certainly spooky, but we have a lot of spooky things in Yiddishkeit that aren't also in Tampukazayim. We have in Yanam Apikabala. Uh, there are those who say that uh, the Makara is not from us. The problem is there's a Tosefta. If you, if you learn Tosefta here in the Kailu, Tosefta lists various things. of things that are Dakar Murray, which is part of the Chukasayim Sugya, and something like the Red Bendel is in there. The question is the Gemara doesn't bring down the entire list. Does that mean that by the time the Gemara was putting it down, it wasn't in style and therefore they didn't have to answer it? Or is it Machlekes, the Tosefta, and the Bavli, in which case he passed like the Bavli. That's not get to quite a few things, but Vosner has a tshuva in Shevet Alevi where somebody asked him a good question about this custom we seem to have in camp in America. It's very uh, of uh, having a campfire and dancing around the fire, which also sounds a little, when you think about it for a moment. And Shevet Alevi has a whole tshuva because it's mentioned that the in some form that that's Dakiya Murray. He basically says he doesn't think it's Osir because not even the Tosefta is brought down. And he mentions a few stiff and local, but he says, yeah, but I'm not telling you it's a mitzvah. Yeah, Shiloh, it was. Like so, Byron. what? Like that's, uh, if you have another three hours, we'll, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's a very complicated question. But yes, exactly. Lagbam is something out of Kasha. Can't ask a Kasha from Lagbam, but Lagbam is not mentioned <laughs> in the Gemara that is Mutter. That's not mentioned what she does do at Langberry. Like I'm not saying it might be a problem. The Minigas were doing it already, but but the Sefta says dancing on fire and the Shaved of the Levy has a Chuva on it, which means he has Chuva on it, the Shiloh wasn't ridiculous. And at the end he says, okay, it's not so bad because not clearly we pass like that, it's not clear that's the shot. And so uh, and that's the Minigan camp when they go camping as they sort of sing around the fire and sort of dance around the fire. But if you know the history of American Indians and the like, you know, dancing around fires is uh, you know it's, once you're holding in the sugya already, these things, you certainly understand why they are a shayla. Lamaisa, if so many people are doing something once in a while, you got to try to put a stop to it. And usually you try to be me actually admitting somewhat, even though we don't dafka encourage it. So getting back to the Red Bendel, Lamaisa, if it's not your mini to put it on every child or whatever they do in certain ages, don't start. It's certainly a shayla. Is there enough to be miyash of those that are doing it? And some only do it when it's measured with kever rachel. And there are all sorts of different customs here. There is what to be saimechan. Um, Shlomo Zaman in one place is quoted uh, when he saw his grandson wearing it. He told his son to get that off right away. Uh, and others say, no, there was such a meaning and there are makaris on both sides. So, again, uh, you got to temper the kanois unless it's absolutely awesome. If you see somebody wearing it, don't start screaming at them. And somebody said, oh, I just ate the stroll, and you wouldn't believe what happened. I was walking toward the kaisel, and the guy's selling a red bundle. That ever happened to anybody here? Make money. What? I, 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 there's always, you can't walk to the kaisel without 
stopping by. Well, it doesn't mean that you want to give him some stock, give him some stock. It doesn't mean you have to buy one. Uh, if it's not your meaning, you don't have to take it on. You don't have to attack the people that are wearing it either. Uh, last item, I saw a hand there. Yeah. What does that represent? Plastic band made out of? Girls or boys? For girls or boys? Girls or boys? Boys wearing bracelets? Hashem definitely loves them. Um, I won't disagree with that. Uh, yes, you know, jewelry. There were men wearing jewelry. The Shasi sees this shrine, obviously. They contributed to the Chet Eagle, unfortunately. So some, uh, one guy told me, that's a Raya mentioned wearing jewelry. You see what happened to that jewelry. That's ridiculous. Uh, they're wearing jewelry. They're wearing jewelry. The Chet was a different problem. But it goes in and out, and the sugi after this, which we have about 55 shirman, is Los Sulbush, which was just as exciting. And um, I'm not going to say it's also Los Sulbush. Usually the girls wear the bracelets, not the boys, but if they're making them for boys also, you can't ask also Los Sulbush. Uh, and Hashem loves me is about the best line you could probably put on a bracelet. But uh, I, you know, it's not. You want to know is it Hukasayim? It's not Hukasayim. There's a little be a be a little silver shayla if anything. Okay, the very last item. I'm just gonna choose one because we obviously uh, didn't finish. Uh, the what was that? That's a different sugya. That's a completely different sugya. Um, okay. Uh, these last two are pretty simple, actually. Uh, this somebody from the Hebrew over here sent this to me. He said he wasn't going to be here tonight, so I told him I would put it in. Um, first of all, pin the tail on the donkey. That's a bizarre, strange game, which I'm sure none of you ever played. I wouldn't do that. That's based on Nichush superstitions and the like. Just in case you're planning a birthday party, there are other things to do. You can give out red bendels or something like that. Well, there must be other activities you can uh, work on. Um, I, just not, I, I mentioned the, the birthdays itself is a machlekes. And the, uh, but, no, no, Monopoly is very Jewish. Real estate, buy a low, sell it high, I have no problem. No, no most games, uh, risk, you want to conquer the world, it's not good for your this, but there's not who can say it. No, they're, they're, no, most things are okay. It's just that, uh, you know, my, my kids hearing me discuss this around the house sometimes, they say, uh, I hope uh, it's not us who can say it. I said, there are a lot, lot of things, as you just heard, and we only got through half the list that are really problematic. But if you can explain it again, five seconds or less, buying real estate, conquering the world, again, neither are good for your this. I've had kid charging ribbis in Monopoly games. Not good for your me. You know, you got to be careful. But, uh, <laughs> but Lamaisa, that's not Chukasayim. That's just uh, a Midas issue. Okay, last two items. Speaking of Midas. Cards is, they have issues, I'll pee, Kabbalah with cards representing other things, and it's, uh, it's probably often Bittleter and the like, and the Chavri you hang around with the way he's playing cards, but it's not, it's hard to answer it, also, because I'm still, still a game, and it's not, uh, okay, acupuncture is a medical, that's alternative medicine, that's a whole separate plugio, which I didn't, uh, we're, 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 we're starting it, uh, which means you'll hear it in two years. Uh, so, uh, okay, last two items, which I think just go back to the, uh, these are simple examples. Remember, just to summarize, anything that doesn't make sense, and there's a shash, because you can't explain it, it's either rooted in Gaiver, Pritzus, Shachatz, Nichush, Kishuf, any of the above, 
is going to be in the Raisel Chukasayim. And if you haven't figured out which category it goes in, but it doesn't make much sense, you still have a problem. In the clothing department, we mentioned last week, the Ramesha has a long, long tube explaining why it's mutter to wear a tie and a jacket. Looks just like the guy I'm wearing. And if you recall, we didn't give it enough time, but Amesha says they're making that for consumers at the same time. It's not Big Day Pritzus, if it's not. And it's not uh, Big Day Gaiva, and this is what's on the rack, and you don't see a chiv, you have to go out of your way to make something else. If you do, it's a hider. Many people do, and they took something which was out of style 200 years ago from Poland, Gabaldic. It's another hedge against assimilation, but that doesn't make it a chiv, in Amesha's opinion. Wearing Blue jeans, especially you take one and you rip them and you drive over it with your car 17 times and you fade them and there's a way to speed fade them or whatever they do and then you put it on. If you're too young to remember, all that came from hippies, counterculture, craziness, preachers and whatever you want to call it, classic chukasayim. That's exactly the big day shachats and the big day preachers that the Shulchan Aruch is talking about and every generation has their example. Ripped up Pants. Example, why would you want to rip a good pair of pants? That doesn't make any sense, and you can't figure that out in five seconds or less. As a matter of fact, you can't figure it out in five days because it doesn't make any sense. Well, make it more so it's more valuable because the Geisha culture, because the Geisha culture idolizes it. That's why it's Luka Sam. So the first question was rip jeans. Uh, that's your answer. Next question is a little bit more. It's a funny where we're ending on this one, but uh, leaving a um, couple of shirt button open. A couple, so I wanted to ask him, but we didn't speak. This is by email. How many is a couple? So if you see a guy and he dafka every time he wears a button down shirt, which is an improvement against the alternative sometimes. So the question is how many buttons? So if a guy opens up nine buttons out of ten, so he's clearly that's that's Pritzus. So you'll say it's Pritzus, it's a man, he's in the best measure, he's just chilling. We didn't get to Lashinus and Khukasayim, I'm out of time, but as a shayla, when it says lashinus lashinum, what does that mean? Does that mean the language? Does that mean slang or highfalutin language? There, shitas and rishinum about this. So um, you can keep the slang out of your vocabulary. It's better for shaduchim anyway. Uh, but there's a reason we have Yiddish, and there's a reason why we never spoke exactly what the foreign language was, because there are shitas in rishinum that say <laughs> that's already getting too much into that culture. But why would somebody open up all the buttons? The answer is the air conditioning isn't working. Okay, if that's the answer and everybody is uh, sweating, so then that's mutter. If he's walking around like that because that's cool and that's the style, that's, again, classic chukoseim. Uh, so people have tried to pin me down or buttonhole me into a number of buttons. I'm not going to go there uh, because I like to miyash the minute because somebody's wearing a couple of bu- buttons open, so he's... Uh, maybe a little cool or he's more susceptible to sweating or whatever the case may be before you attack people think and oh you don't see any guy ever if you made that comment your mom is the best measure is 24-7 of course they do Goyim know how to wear dress down, dressy shirts with buttons and they know how to open everything because how else you can see all the chains and all the other things they're wearing that say Hashem love you or whatever else they're wearing and, uh, and it's very obvious that, uh, that it's, it's a cool look and the purpose of this halacha is not to have 
have a more refined look, and that obviously is a long sugyan. How do you measure that, and what's refined, and what's more refined? But certainly, everybody agrees that to take pants and rip them up and run over your car with them, you know, to do that with a baseball glove is half understandable. To do that with the blue jeans is uh, because you're trying to connect with a culture that's not ours, and that's the whole concept of hookah same. Okay, so we uh, at least made somewhat of a dent, and uh, we can handle the rest of the cash afterwards.